Hello and welcome to the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show. I'm your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today are my usual suspects of Scott Williams and Thomas Hughes. Today, we will be reflecting on the first three game weeks. And there's been a hell of a lot of talk in the community this week about the potential of using the wild card because a certain Cristiano Ronaldo has arrived in the game, along with a lot of other really weird injury news and quarantine news and all this other stuff that comes up. Um, so we're going to uh, going to take a look at building our perfect wild card draft today. Um, thank you very much for tuning into this one and everyone that's subscribed so far. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, please do because every subscribe is, is just really nice to have. And uh, like the video if you like the content. And then also uh, follow us on All In Football Pod on Instagram and TikTok and All In Football P on Twitter. Right, done the uh, done the due diligence. Let's let's start off by talking about the review of game week three. So I wanted to do uh, have a look at the kings of the game week, which I'm going to click on here and have a look at. So the top performers were Ferran Torres. I think we mentioned him last week, didn't we, boys? I think that was a, a, a shout out from the uh, from the podcast itself. If you're going to take a gamble on a city player, you should go for Torres. Um, and uh, off the back of that, he's being transferred in in his droves. Um, David De Gea and Rafael Varane, Varane, this first appearance of Man United, getting bonus points and an assist and a clean sheet. Coleman and Regulon wrapping up the defenders. Um, Conor Gallagher scoring twice. A couple of tasty goals in there as well. They were really good goals. Don't get me wrong, I think he played incredibly well for West Brom. I think he was probably one of their best players last year. He's yeah. got a, a lot of talent, but I just didn't see a, a two-goal haul coming from him. Um, that kind of caught me off guard. Uh, Emmy Buendia with 10 points. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll be playing this week. He's uh, he's been deported, isn't he? He's in, he's in prison, isn't he? <laughs> he's in prison at the moment. I don't even know what's going on there. What a shambles. This is not a political podcast, so we will move on from that. Uh, Hyungman Son, who is uh, nursing an injury to keep an eye out on, um, potentially with his calf, I think it is. Um, uh, uh, no, 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 don't worry, I didn't Tommy. know that. Yeah, he's uh, nursing an injury. Well, this is why you tune in, Tom. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> Um, Gabriel Jesus continues his run playing right side of the City Strike Force uh, and getting 12 points I, I literally never saw this coming in a million years I uh, took the mick out of our very good friend Cully for picking him in draft uh, fantasy between his inner league and he's all he's just performed for him since so uh, yeah been proved wrong on that one I'm afraid uh, Jamie Vardy 12 points and Mikel Antonio um, the uh, one of the most popular captains behind Bruno Fernandes this week with 11 points so those are the uh, the top performers for uh, for this week it's a more standard 3-4-3 formation instead of having five at the back in terms of captaincy um, so Bruno Fernandes was the most captain player at 23.67% uh, he only got two points. Antonio underneath at 17.2 with 11 points. And uh, Emo Salas and Jungman Sons, 13 and 9% uh, respectively with 10 points each. Uh, chipping in really nicely again, uh, Ings and Vardy underneath. Scott, you, uh, you're one of the 4.62%. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a good season. <laughs> Every decision's been wrong. <laughs> you wanted this international break bad, didn't you? Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I needed it. Um, uh, in terms of the chips that were being played, uh, 10% of people, just short of 10% of people, played a chip this week. There were 5.1% of players played their wild cards. 1.59% uh, played their free hits. I mean, I love that so much. 1.46% uh, played their uh, triple captain and 0.95% played the bench boost. I'm not surprised by the wild card. I've heard a couple of play, a couple of people who are um, 
relatively well involved in the in the fantasy community, played the wild cards last week to try and get ahead of the game and ahead of the curve on a few of the price changes and to also predict the fixtures and pretty much every single one of them. It went really badly. One of the lads on the Who Got the Assist podcast, he got 28 points last week. That was... That was That's a terrible, isn't it? That was a toughie to take. Um, he was reflecting on his life when I was listening to that podcast today in the car. It was uh, it was, it was quite a funny listen, actually. Um, clicking on to the All In Football Podcast League. If you haven't joined the league yet and you're listening to this or watching this, what are you doing? Join. The more, the merrier. At the moment, we've got 23 people in there with one more to add, so 24 so there's plenty of opportunities to get shout-outs, plenty of opportunities to beat us guys and also beat anyone else that is listening as well to the podcast. The league code is 2P5QC4. That's 2P5QC4. Big shout-out to Jack Alcroft. He's still top of the league, but we closed him on him again, boys. All in podcast team. Now only four points off the top of this league. And so am I, because we've still got the same team, but I think that's probably going to change after this week, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, Bangers and Rash, Jeff Belcher uh, in fourth. And uh, one of our two managers of the week, Cully Matharu, 78 points. <laughs> and uh, a shout-out to uh, Sandeep Hunjan with 78 points uh, with his stroke of genius. Um, very, you know, he's, he's very modest, the lad, isn't he, Sandeep? We all know him very well. Such a modest, even, even genius in his name of his team. Um, sat down there in tenth, but seventy-eight points. So it's 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 weird that he's referencing a Leeds uh, Leeds player in his name now. Should we see how many Man United players he's got? In his yeah, team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he, uh, he's actually he's actually behaved this year. He's got no Man United players, and I believe he's got three Leeds players. I think all of them were in his starting lineup, even with the seventy-eight points. Let's let's see if he doesn't get Ronaldo in draft, which he yeah. says he's not going to, and get Dan James. Yeah, I mean, he got seventy-eight points with three Leeds players, all scoring two each. So I have to, I'm going to hold my hands up and say, fair play, Sandy. Yeah, he uh, he nailed the uh, the Torres pick, and that that was that that was the big key. That was the big difference maker. So we we had a look at his team. We might as well uh, point out to uh, to Cully's team as well. Um, wild card. Yeah, he played his wild card. Um, and uh, it paid off with 78 points. He went for the Salah-Greenwood combination and then uh, Lukaku-Antonio and Calvert-Lewin up front. I always think the proof of a wild card is not week one when you do it, though. It's very easy to make decisions for one game week, isn't it? It's whether it's whether you get good results in week two and three for me to show whether your wild card has worked. Yeah, definitely. You, if, you, if you're wild card and you don't need making any transfers the week after and maybe one the week after that and you only want that you don't even really want to book that one in you kind of want to be like unless it's a unless it's an obvious one that needs to be changed yeah. because um, if you if you compare that to what everyone else got if the average was in that kind of league it's about 65 mm-hmm. it's only a 13 point game yeah. so you've got to do that multiple times over to make that wild card worth it yeah, definitely and, and already the the benefit of waiting a week is sort of visible off the back of this team so just for mm. podcast listeners he's got Schmeichel Shaw Sufal Tanganga um, Son Salah Greenwood Ben Rama Lukaku Antonio Calvert-Lewin and then up front out uh, front on the bench uh, Steele Liveramento Duffy and Basuma and, and all and already there's a right back been signed by Spurs on deadline day um, just for an example Son's now got an injury flag Lukaku's injured after the international break, potentially. Ronaldo's been signed into the league as well, who's potentially got better fixtures for the next three than Lukaku. Um, there's, there's there's a few things that's come in. So anyway, that's uh, that's by the by. But a really good result anyway with 78 points has to be said. Um, we got 66 points. So I'm going to click on uh, click on our team 
uh, for the YouTube list, uh, YouTube listeners, YouTube watchers. Uh, Sanchez, Trent, Ailing, and Shaw. Mara, Salaban, Rama, Greenwood, Rafinha, Ings, and Antonio. We captain the right man. He was our eleven point haul. He was the mo- most points out of anybody in our team. Did um, well. Did well not bringing Son in as well. Like I said, yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Sonny boy, if he'd have come in, but now at least we're in a great position to have two free transfers. Uh, going into this next game week and they could become incredibly valuable um, if we're not looking at wild carding. Uh, but that, that's our team and it's also my team as well. Uh, let's have a look at uh, yourself, Tom, with 67 points, one point better off than the podcast team. Uh, tell us uh, tell us your team for podcast listeners. Talk us through your game week. Uh, yeah, so my team was uh, Sanchez in goal, who's been the worst pick in the world. Uh, he's been terrible so far. I thought Brighton were going to keep clean sheets. Uh, <laughs> Dinier, Ailing, Kufal, so not a lot of points back there. Clean sheet for Dinier first of the season, I think, for them. Uh, Grealish, who continues to just pick up small amount of points. He's actually, I think, City's most threatening player in terms of overall threat from assists, potential goals, all of this kind of stuff. Much higher than Torres, in fact. Torres is outperforming his stats. Grealish is actually underperforming against his stats. Uh, Salah, Rafinha, Ben Rama, Son. So Salah and Son picking up a 10-point haul each for me. And then Ings. And like you said, I captained Antonio. My logic being, I did think about Son, but I guess Son was the risky pick last week. Everyone was going to captain Antonio. So I went with a safe option on the basis that, you know, I didn't want to lose ground on those people that captained Antonio. And it turned out to be the right pick, so... Great. And um, Backman, we, we, we all benched Ivan Tonia so far, and it's the first goal that he got so far. Um, but it's just it's the way it goes, and it's what you have by having a team that's going to be uh, willing to uh, ease rotate. Where are you, Scott? Keep scrolling. Oh, uh, <laughs> 17th in the league. Um, Scotty W, we've got 50 points this week, I think. Yeah, yeah below average good. again. I think below average every week, I think, so far. Um, <laughs> Talk to your team. Uh, yeah, Pickford's did all right for me. He's out of the team now, though. Sure. Oh, we've already got an and an, a look into his wild card, have we? Excellent. There we go. Shaw, Trent, Lovermento, yeah. Barnes, what a letdown. Creamwood, Salah, Rafinha, Ben Ram, very standard. Gambled on a bit on Captain of Ings. I was driving, listening to the, the actual the Villa game was live. And he got an assist really early on. And I was really happy. And I was like, yes, get a little goal now. He didn't. And then I watched... Antonio do Antonio things and then Ian Nacho come on for about 10 seconds so it cost me Tony getting on so yeah it's been a bloody disaster so far yeah well that's uh, at least we've got 35 more game weeks to go at least I would have um, been I'd have been average if it didn't take a four minus four so um, in terms of uh, overall rank at 2.9 million currently um, it's, uh, it's still even even with that I mean what's your we're on 181 50 points off um, where we are and I think I'm 303k like it's uh, it's still a long way to go a long way to go um, so what I wanted to do this week lads because there's been a lot of questions that have come into me um, about wild cards and I wanted to go through this game this this podcast and kind of wing it with you guys really and um, talk about the first three game weeks talk about who we think are just the best picks in each position um, and whether the, the best performance, but the best picks going forward anyway, and then potentially build our own wildcard team by the uh, by the end of this. So without further ado, let's start with goalkeepers. Now, I'm going to go on to here. So the best performing goalkeeper so far is Hugo Lloris. Uh, 27 points, 
10 points ahead of the next best performing goalkeeper. Larusa is the only one to keep three clean sheets. Then we've got Raya, who is break, who for, for Brentford, who's breaking up Mendy, Allison, and Edison and Schmeichel. So wow. we've got you know, the, the, the top performing goalkeepers are pretty much the big hitters. Raya was the 4.6 that snuck in there, and Geiter's the 4.5 that snuck in there. Sanchez is down there with 10 points. Um, and then we, we carry on down Martinez, obviously a big disappointment, and now he's got a big flag on him. Um, Villa have not looked good at all, I think, the first three game weeks. Who stood out to you for, as, as a goalkeeper, um, performance-wise, uh, when you've been watching? Talk about the eye test a little bit more, probably, is better. Um, but who stood out to you guys from when you've been watching the games? Uh, I'm not going to talk about the eye test. I'm going to talk about my favourite thing, which is ICT, because... I did a little experiment, Alex, you know, and I picked out the big, the highest ICT team that you could just purely based on ICT. And Larice is interestingly actually the highest threatening goalkeeper as well as the highest point scoring. And that's because Spurs have tended to play a bit more direct under Nuno, um, which I know, obviously, it's very infrequent that a goalkeeper gets an assist. But um, he comes out number one of 64 for ICT and goalkeepers that you can see there. So he's actually not only keeping clean sheets, but he's also the most threatening. Um, doesn't mean I think he's going to get a <laughs> get a goal or an assist, obviously. But it's just um, it's just interesting because the style of play Spurs meet are playing means he's saving a lot of shots, but he's mm. also playing very direct. And one of these days, one game this year, he might just he might get an assist, just uh, threading Son through from the back. So. You never know, do you? 12, 12 saves so far, was it? I was looking at, yeah, 12 saves is the total. Um, and the six bonus points off the back of that is key. Three, he got three bonus points against City and against Wolves. That's unprecedented for the start of the season. Scott, anyone that stood out for you? Yeah, um, and he's, he's, he's not a cheap one either. I, I, I think Raya's done well. I think they'll start link, uh, leaking more and more low. Um, I think it's probably that early season bounce to the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, the... the, the um, for me, um, yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. yeah, just a lot of red Top from six, six to nine for anyone who's yeah. not on the YouTube channel. Let's see, see the Wolves have not been leaky and then Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea yeah. and Leicester. Anyway, that's what Scott's referring to. Uh, David De Gea for me. Um, the, I mean, his double save is one of the best double saves I've, or, or his close save, whatever it was, the way it was one of the best saves I think I've ever seen in my life to keep that clean sheet. They're looking really, on paper, solid now. Now they've got Varane in there. You've already said yourself, he's picking bonus points, all, which means he's getting clearances, he's doing successful passes. He's looking confident with Maguire at the back. Um, Man United have been a bit of a disappointment for me the last few years with the lack of clean sheets. Um, I just can, I can see having, I can see them picking more and more up, especially when they've got that solid, solid Wan-Bissaka, Shaw, Varane, um, uh, Maguire and David De Gea. It is the CDMs that you do worry about sitting in front of them, but he gets if if we get the David De Gea from a few years ago, he's probably going to get some save points. So it's a bit expensive, but might be a little bit a mean, different I, one. I, I think yeah. I'm like, he's, he is only five million, mm. and this this is where it, it becomes a. He, he was actually going to be one of my first talking points, I think, in terms of goalkeeper because between him and Schmeichel, maybe, but I haven't really been that impressed with Leicester. They're the only keepers that make me remotely interested in um, having a keeper that's not a 4.5 in goal. Yeah. Because I just think Lloris ain't going to last. You can see from his statistics, we looked on the Opta ones, in terms of the um, the shots conceded, uh, it's Arsenal, um, Burnley, 
and then it's Spurs, like third highest for, for shots conceded. I think the shots conceded in the box, they were second or the second or third? Oh, no, they were fourth, fourth because behind Schmeichel. You see, you say that, Alex, but if you look at expected goals conceded, so the quality of the chances, it's not actually too bad. It's 3.94, which... Yes, it's mid-table. Yeah, but based on the amount of shots they faced, if they start tightening up a bit and actually keeping the ball and they uh, they don't concede as many shots, then there's an argument to say that actually they'll continue that form. Potentially so. Um, I think in terms of a, from a fantasy perspective and a fantasy asset, um, 5.6 is just too much to spend on a keeper. That, that, yeah, That's yeah. where we're... And it, yeah, we, that's uh, that's the that's that weird line between you know actual football and fantasy football right there, isn't it? Do the Spurs continue to keep clean sheets? Maybe a few. Um, it's, it's always one of those tough ones, though, isn't it? Because it's when you, it's the argument for Trent Alexander Arnold as well. He seems expensive for a defender, but if you had a two hundred point scoring midfielder that costs seven point five, you would not think twice about having them in. So why do we think about that 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 way with Trent? And I guess it goes to goalkeepers. If Lloris is on track to get even if you take it down to, you know, he's, he's not going to carry on quite at the same level of form, then 5.6 for the point Hawley will get is not terrible. It's just it's, whether it, he gets clean sheet. It's whether he gets bonus that's, points. That's the thing with keeps and defenders, though, more often than not, isn't it? As soon as that goal goes in, even if it's, even if it's like a little fluke. They're gone, like, yeah. Like it's like, you know, when Man United um, smashed Leeds. Leeds didn't look that dangerous, but unfortunately, with the Hayes conceded a worldly to Luke Ayling. And that's his points gone on that game, isn't it? So, and and if, if the battering teams as well, he's not having that many save points. Um, so it is, yeah. is a fine line for keepers, isn't it? It Very is. Much so. I think in history of goalkeepers, like getting that big points holes, they're a lot more few and far between than defenders. I think that is why, in the end, I always end up going just cheaper on goalkeepers. But um, so to, to 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 sort of bring this together in terms of options, do we think? De Gea is potentially someone to, to uh, who might be an option for Wildcard, or we're worried also about the fact that that will take up a Man United slot in our teams when potentially that'd be something. I mean, you're not bothered about it, Tom. But <laughs> well, I was I was going to say I'm not bothered about putting any Man United players in. But if you're going to go if from the logic that you've just made, Alex, are you better off having two 4.5 slash 4.6s where? Actually, you get the same value as having a premium goalkeeper, like you said, but you just have to rotate. So my my view is, if, if you're going to go over for the for the cheap option for keepers, you might as well go cheap and get the value back. Agreed. That's what uh, I've done. I was uh, I was chatting about this on the uh, the, the Q and A I did on on uh, just did on on Friday or Saturday, uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, and I just I feel like I'm still in the majority in terms of even with COVID around and quarantines and everything else, I still don't understand why people don't put two four point five keepers in. And they put they no. put this like keeper that's dead on the bench and won't play. What if something happens like that's that means that they can't for two, three weeks? It, it we're in a world that's so uncertain. For me, I think we should have two keepers playing anyway. But yeah, I think I'm in the minority in terms of the FPL community on that one it has to be so. Um they think it's a waste of money for an extra 4.5, but I think they're wrong. So, um, do we think Rye is an option? What's the fixtures? Uh, they, they're the ones that get bad. Brighton, no, no, more than that lot. Yeah, I if we're wildcard, and I wouldn't look at that no. either. Uh, would we Would we look at Geiter? Mm. What have they done so far? Go on, history. I can't remember what they've done. Yeah, um, they've done uh, Chelsea, they lost 3 0. But then they got nil-nil with Brentford and then 2-2 with West Ham. Mm. No, that's not for me. 
wouldn't he, nah, to be honest. I just don't like Palace. I think, I think for the extra, I know it's only 0.1, but when you start early season, you're spending extra 0.1, it could potentially stop you getting another player because of the value. So for me, it's just stick to the 4.5. So Sanchez, I know he's, he's. I, I say this and he's been rubbish for me so far, but I still think Sanchez is a good option. Yeah. I, I think... The key is as well with that is that he's only made six saves. So in terms of like, they still have looked relatively solid. I'm going to click on this and I might be, uh, I might, might be proved wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that they've looked relatively solid. Yeah, so mid-table in terms of 36, 36 shots that they've faced and, and 23 in the box, which again is mid-table to, to lower end for, for, for a team like Brighton. I don't think he's going to pick up a lot of bonus points, but I think he'll pick up more clean sheet points. Um, overall, I still think that he's the the best four point five option, even though he's only got ten points this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where's Sanchez at that point? And uh, another mention, I just want to throw Backman in there quickly. Fixtures look amazing. Uh, Wolves, yeah. um, Norwich, Newcastle, Leeds, Liverpool, Everton, Southampton, Arsenal. They they they're, they're good and they rotate well, bar maybe one or two games with still with Sanchez. I still think that they're the best two keepers to put together, and I haven't had my mind changed for the first three game weeks personally. Um, any 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 other any other shouts on that, boys? Anything else you wanted to throw out there about goalkeepers before we move on to defenders? No, they're they're my two keepers, so I have to agree with you on them too. <laughs> Ended up lingering on goalkeepers way too long, so let's get snapping onto defenders. I, just, I yeah. love this way too much. Uh, onto defenders. So uh, top performing defender so far, Alonso and Pontus Janssen. Can you see that happening continuing for the rest of the season? I know I can't. Alon- Alonso, I can see staying relatively up there. Do you think he's going to be selected over Chilwell? Chilwell. He's got that position pretty much nailed. It doesn't look like anybody likes Chilwell at the moment. Gareth Southgate, uh, Tuchel, neither of them want to play him. So uh, I would say Alonso, even if he doesn't play every game, he's looked good. He has looked good. It's not like he's just been getting lucky. He's looked good. Chelsea looked good. I can't. I think it's. it's I'm surprised the value's gone up so much, but especially at game week seven, um, that's when Chelsea's fixtures get amazing. I, I think Alonso could be a great shout at that point. Yeah. Um, if he's still if he's still nailed in the team, him and James, if again still nailed in the team, having one of those two, I think you know if you get to game week seven, I think that's a, a pretty much a no brainer. Um, would you if you're wildcarding right now, would you put Alonso in, or just to throw the caveat into there, five point five million Rudiger, five million Christensen are the other cheaper options who are well, playing I'd, every I'd... week. Probably not because, like you said, you got a look. I guess look if you're going to play him in the next three game weeks, you're playing once, wouldn't you? I guess you don't want to play against Spurs or City. So no, you'd may, you'd maybe plan to bring him in. He might be something somebody that you thought, okay, I'm going to go for two Chelsea players now, and maybe he'll be my third, or I'm going to go for one Chelsea player now, and he'll be my second. Um, mm. He might be the addition that you make when that when those fixtures turn in game week seven. Because if you're playing one of them against City. You're not playing for a clean sheet, are you? You're playing for an assist. Yeah. And that's a dangerous game to play, isn't it? Yeah. It is. They tend to get better point returns early in the season to these obviously then it was one one Liverpool Chelsea. No one got any clean sheet points, did they? So it's the all I was saying the eye test of Alonso is the lad does never sit at left back. Like <laughs> he's he's honestly he's in the majority of the game. Yeah. So like he's gonna be on so many chances. And that's what I would say on that one. He's ridiculous. Does he still take some sets of pieces as well? I'm sure yeah, every now and then he takes a free yeah. kick. Yeah, he yeah. still takes free kicks sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
James, obviously, when he's not suspended, obviously he won't be in a wildcard team at the moment, but still. Um, and then it's Christensen, Chalabert and Aspilicueta, and then it's Mount, but then Rudiger. So it's, there's no surprise, again, that Chelsea's top top performing players, points-wise, so far, have been defenders. Mm. And I think the only one that's going to break up is Lukaku, like, moving forward. Yeah. Well, I think he's just going to be intelligent. Well, I would say on Chelsea, actually, some bit of information I've just reminded myself of there is Villa, you fancy that, Villa at home. Like I said, not look good. Uh, City, tough. But Spurs, they've, what, they've got like three goals. Yeah, 1-0 each game. Not particularly looking dangerous, are they? No. Um, so they've got a decent probably chance of actually getting a clean sheet there. So it's maybe not a bad thing. If I was wildcarding right now, I'd have a Chelsea defender in my team. And mm. I think if I was going to have any Chelsea defender, it'd be a toss-up between... Um, Rudiger or Christensen and I just don't think I'd spend the money on Alonso uh, for 5.7 I don't think he's as nailed uh, for longer term and they're the rotation positions for me and I just don't I just don't feel comfortable with it still like having them in the team if I if I'm honest I think my my Christensen at 2.8 percent ownership 15 points this year at 5 million I, I still think he's a the, the, probably one of the best shouts, but it's just if he gets rotated for Thiago Silva, Thiago Silva's back and he hasn't started yet. It's a uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a difficult one. I don't know what you boys would think because I think if you were wildcarding, I'd put Chelsea defender in. But which one would you go for? I'd go I'd go Christensen for the like you say for the a lot. It's quite a lot, like isn't it? Point five personally. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like playing three at the back. I'd be I'm already thinking that my three defenders will be. When I do eventually wild card, will be Trent, a attacking option at the back for Chelsea, and then probably a budget defender. So that'll be how I'll balance it out. Um, so for me, if I I, don't, I wouldn't bring a Chelsea defender in on a wild card this week because I wouldn't be wild carding this week. But if I was, <laughs> it, it it would still be Alonso or James um, on the pre- on the basis that they they do look like they'll get forward in the games when they can. Like Scott's just said, Alonso camps in the other box. So. We'll put that. Well, I think we'll go Chelsea defender. I think we put one in. So between Alonso and Christensen, I think we'll go for between those ones. It depends uh, how you balance on your team, doesn't it? Ultimately, yeah, of course. I think any any one of us is probably going to sit here and go three five two or three four three. Are we as yeah. formation general? There's too many good cheap defenders. I think let's just blitz the cheap defenders now while while we're um, while we're on it. Yeah. Um, obviously, Simicast has gone. Duffy at four point two. He could keep his place. Yeah, like, I, I like him. He, as a, as a cheaper player, he's good. He's top for shots in the box for well any Brighton player and all this sort of stuff. He's check piece threat, this and the other. Yeah, he's ICT ranked number one for defenders. I yeah. put that down. Yeah, look at that one, Tommy. I bet you yeah, like that one. Oh, three for threat, one for threat, one for influence. Oh, Big. oh, maybe I did this before a game week then. It's for it's because he's he's probably not getting the assist, but he's probably got the most. Like you said, he's getting on the end of all those crosses, so that's yeah. uh, where he's, he's got the threat from. Right there, um, it's uh, Brandon Williams at Norwich. He's going to play yes. all the time. Four mm-hmm. million pound defender again, really good enabler. And their fixtures aren't too bad. Uh, yeah. Liveramento, yeah, like he's, he's, he's looks all right to be fair. He should. I tell you what, he missed a sitter uh, last game week. Did he? Yeah, well, yeah. that's um, again. I'm, I'm not. Surp- I'm not surprised by these guys performing relatively well and. I think they'll all do fine. Um, it just depends how many of them we're going to have in. Any other uh, cheap players while we're at it that I've forgotten about on these? Uh, wait, do you know one, one for the eye test. It's not that cheap. It's five mil. But Tarkowski at Burnley, I've put down here. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's such a threat from corners. Every single time he's up there. 
which, you know, um, he's had six six shots inside the area in the first three game weeks. Um, and his expected goals is actually basically a goal per game. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's um, that's like Pascal Stroke last year, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> he was always always on the end of crosses, wasn't he? He was, he was, he yeah. was. He didn't got, start doing that again. Got his goal there eventually, didn't he? Um, yeah, Taco is a good option. It's just the, the amount of shots they face in the uh, shots they face that mm. worries me. It's five five shoot. mil as well. You know, if it's four and a half, you might be floating with that, aren't you? But yeah, yeah definitely. Five, five it, it as well. To, I think uh, Amati was one. He'll lose his place probably at some point, won't he? Surely yeah. to Vestergaard. Um, when Johnny Evans comes back from injury and they've got Soyuncu, I, mean, I, I can't see him keeping it for the long term. He's been terrible, though, hasn't he? Soyuncu, he's been really awesome. bad, hasn't he? Really bad. Um, a couple of 4.4s. I wanted to ask you about one 4.4 that um, is Ben White, which I've just, for some reason, can't find it. Maybe that he's under under Arsenal, so he'll be higher up. Uh, but no. ben, ben White, 4.4. No. Even with... Um, for. YouTube listeners, watchers, sorry about this. I've clicked on Rob Holdings fixtures instead. Even with that sea of incredibleness? I think Norwich are going to beat them. And then I think Arteta is going to get sacked. Okay, nice. That's what I predict, because they've looked awful. That's a strong I just, prediction. The thing, the thing is, you look at that, and how can you not put an Arsenal defender in? I'm with you. I've got Ben White in, and I'm literally thinking about taking a minus four hit just to get him out, so I don't have to look at him anymore, because I'm sick of it. <laughs> I um... Yeah, yeah. why not? 4.4, maybe they'll keep a clean sheet in there. One of one. You get six points over those weeks. Looks like his price is going down as well. Why? It be is. 4.3. Wow. Imagine the scenes at 4.3. Um, four point five million pound defenders. What I will, what I will say is, just because we're on the subject of Arsenal, is Tierney. Uh, oh right, four point nine. Four point nine is he? So it's slightly above where where we were going. But if you're going to go for an Arsenal defender, be the one because at least you got some threat chance of an attacking return from him. The problem with Ben White is you are reliant on clean sheets only. Um, it's he's not going to. You've seen him in the air. He's not very good. So I don't think he's going to score many goals or at least even threaten to score goals. Whereas Tierney's had, I think, more, to create more chances, double double the amount of chances than any other Arsenal player or something like that. He's been the most creative by a long way, Tierney. Yeah. By, by, by a long way in terms of creativity. He's been one of the most creative um, uh, players, full stop. My problem with Tierney is the problem with anybody like him is they just, if I'm getting a wild card now and it's game week four, I don't get another wild card until game week 20. And he's the most injury-prone mother guy I've ever, I've ever watched play football. He's made of glass. If I was transferring him in for a three-week, four-week punt, absolutely, yeah. Actually, I really like him. I think he's a good player to watch and everything with him. I just I couldn't bring him in on a wild card now. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> just because of just because of that, because of the long termness. I mean, you, you get free transfers, you can get rid of him. That's my own personal opinion. I actually think that still what you're saying is 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 yeah, more than an adequate argument for putting someone like him in. Um i will I'll find what it was it was like total crosses or something. It was ridiculously high. He was oh there it was, 16, not that high. Trent 31. Can we just put Trent in? <laughs> like, just, I, I think Trent has to be in. That's just done for me. And um, he's just worth, like you say, he's worth it. Uh, so any other, any any four point fives that stand out to you? Any four point five million defenders in that bracket? Your Luke Ailings of the world, your Eric Le- Leeds, Dyers. Have, Leeds have got 
one of the best sets of fixtures now. I think I saw something that one of the best five sets of fixtures in the Premier League over the next five game weeks. So if you are going to bring in a 4.5, Ellen's not a bad shout. You know, we yeah. talked about him earlier in the year. I know he's already got one goal, but if you look after the after the Liverpool game, I mean, those are some beautiful fixtures. That's yeah. what we want to see. Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Southampton, Wolves and Norwich. Those are the, that's the next run of fixtures. Um, so a player like Ailing in there, I don't like any of the others really as options. I think Ailing is the is the man to get if you're going to get a Leeds one. Uh, 4.5, would you look at someone like Holgate? Everton have looked pretty good, I think, so far. Burnley, Villa, Norwich, United, West Ham, Watford, Wolves. They've, they've got a decent run of fixtures originally. He rotates relatively well. I mean, he didn't he didn't play against Leeds, which is weird, but two sets of 90 minutes. Yeah, I'm not convinced about their clean sheet. Potential weird for Rafa, but he's letting, because he's playing so direct, he's soaking up loads of pressure and they're actually conceding, you know, a fair amount of goals. I'm surprised by how many chances they are conceding, actually. Yeah. Um, just as a team itself. I I think, um, and obviously you consider your options in terms of your team, Tom, but if I had Dini right now, I'd still be keeping him. Well, I wouldn't be wildcarding to get rid of him just because I think he's still got potential and options to, to get points. My actual bigger worry about Dinia is that Calvert-Lewin's broken his toe. Like, yeah. So is he going to convert any of the chances that he's going to put in there? That Because you want his attacking returns, don't you, more than anything else? Um, yeah, anyway, that's... that. Yeah, I can say Tommy's not convinced by this. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not convinced by anything at the moment, though. Let me be clear. I'm not convinced <laughs> by anything. So uh, it's because it's because I'm in a position where I think a lot of people are, where they everyone would love to wildcard, but it's not. Quite, I, I don't feel like it's quite the right time. I don't think my team's terrible enough to justify it right now. Um, so I'm trying to hold off. But players like Dinier worry me. You know, because like you say, DCL, if he's if he's injured, then that's terrible for his attacking returns. And Everton haven't been keeping clean sheets. Um, and a lot of my value, I've lost out of defenders. So I've got Ben White, I've got Digne, I've got Target. Yeah, terrible. that's that. The Target thing has been really tough to take, to be honest, actually. I thought he'd still start. Um, Wolves, I need to mention, because defensively, they're probably more attractive than they are attacking-wise. I mean, don't get me wrong, Adama's stats are ridiculous. Trincao's 5.5 million, great value. Looks really good, but they just lack end product between them so much. Um, I've been bitten by that quite a few times. Still options I'd consider, but I'd, I'd be more under consideration of their defence. Um, Nelson Semedo at 4.9 million, uh, or Connor Cody at 4.5. I mean, Connor Cody's the least sexy pick in fantasy football history but still um, Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle Villa, Leeds, Everton Palace West Ham, Norwich, Burnley all the way up to game week 15 when they play Liverpool and Man City back to back just great fixtures I think they look alright when I watched them uh, as a team I've seen obviously played 90 minutes once this season so far and I've watched all the highlights I don't know I, I, I personally I, would be one of them I, I, I don't mind it because I don't know if we'll talk about Jimenez, but I saw something today that he's had one of the most amount of on-target shots this season, actually. I don't I know he's not yeah. scored yet, um, but he's at least getting the shots on target and looking dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, if, if you can get... It's it's tough because I think for Semedo, you were looking at assists, aren't we? And now we're looking at Jimenez. And Jimenez... He's, got, he's getting more confident every game. At the end of the day, when you've had a fractured skull, he's going to take some time before he's yeah. throwing his head in there again, which is where a lot of Samedo's assists will come from. 
So I think as soon as Jimenez gets that first goal, I think he could be could be looking good because like I say, he's, he's at least getting the shots away. And Wolves do look good. I've enjoyed watching them. The the game's a lot boring as hell. But But they've looked really, really good. I've really enjoyed watching them. They have. Um, well, I think in terms of when we look at the uh, the goalkeeping structure, just to, to touch on those, two 4.5s is what we're going for. Yep. In terms of defenders, probably one premium, maybe then another one from the middle price of that Chelsea down to Tierney, that sort of ballpark. Probably one or two 4.5s and one or two 4 millions. I think that's probably the best structure in terms of when you're looking at your wild card. Um, yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't look past um, Trent in terms of a premium midfielders. I want to bring this down to it because we could talk about midfielders all day mm. because there are just a really great set. There's so many great options, but let's bracket it down. Premiums: Salah, Fernandez, Mane, De Bruyne, Sterling, Son. Obviously, you could put Rashford and Sancho and Mares into there if you wanted to, but Rashford, Sancho, Mares are obviously non-options. Sterling, De Bruyne, obviously non-options. Fernandez, now Ronaldo's in, no pens, potentially no free kicks, no longer the main man in that team. I personally believe if you're wildcarding, he's a non-option. If he's in your team now, you're playing Newcastle next, you keep him, you can captain him, he's still a good, good pick. Christ, he's, he could still do a really good job. He scored three goals in his lead, none of them penalties or free kicks. But still, sorry Tom, but still at the same time, like, He's, if I'm wildcarding, he's a non-option. For me, you go with the extra 0.6 Salah over Mane. Yeah. So, and now Son's got a flag on him. So, Salah, isn't it? Salah just is in your team until he gets his like, well, whatever. That was going to sound yeah. awful. But he, yeah, he, no, but you know what you say, he gets injured. Yeah, he has to stay in. He has to stay in. He looks so yeah. dangerous every time I see him. And he at least gets, he just shoots a lot, doesn't he, as well? When you've got, they like say, when you've got Trent playing 30 odd balls as well. Um, yeah. He's one of those players where he goes for a little patch every season and everyone's like, mm, you know, do I, I'm not saying that's him now because we've only three games in, but he always does it where he drops off a little bit and people are thinking about getting him out. But he just then goes and scores a hat trick. You know, I made the mistake previous years. I was like, I don't need Salah in. You have to have him. You just have to. He's a must have. Yeah, do you, you say Salah's gone off the a bit? No, not no, oh, not, right. no, no, no. I'm saying in the past, in past right. seasons, he'll have a few games where maybe he's not scored and people yeah. are starting to consider to take him out. He I'm looks, saying it's too early this year to say that, but he always has that. But he's looks, a must-have asset all, it looks, all the time. He looks a bit happier, I think, this season as well. And I've looked at him. It just that's cute. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think the contract might hang over him now. It's still that, isn't there? Oh, they're all talking about this. He wants half a million quid a week or something. But he's on 99 prem goals. Or give him so it. Won, give him it. Why would you not give him it? It's just not a Liverpool work, is it? They'd rather well. lose a player than pay him a lot of money. But we'll be winning, winning Premier League for the next 30 years again then. If they're happy yeah. to win a Premier League once every 30 years because they've got their Liverpool model, fair play to them. Yeah, I completely agree. But anyway, we could talk about that for a while, couldn't we? Um, if we're, The big debate now, right, if you're putting your wildcard team together is, okay, so we're, we're set on Trent, we're set on these other defenders, and the other key thing about defenders I wanted to mention, sorry, and I should have mentioned this at the time, was um, if you're going to go for a, a Trent and then, like, another um, Christensen or Alonso or someone like that, Luke Shaw, maybe even someone like that's in a lot of teams, you're going to play them every week. So between the other three players, you've got to make sure they rotate really well all the way up until game week 19, 20. And actually, I had a look at it beforehand and sort of Liveramento, Williams and Duffy all rotate really well to have one of them play in every game week, pretty much for the rest of the season. 
So if you wanted to have those three in, you could do that, and then you have your two more premiums anyway. That's well, like if you have those three in and just have like two other really crap defenders, is that all right? I think you're playing with fire. <laughs> but this is where it comes down to it now. So if we've got Trent, we've got Salah, and then do we go for, this is how the structure works now with a team. You can only really afford to either have sort of two of these now mid-price midfielders and then two of the sort of 6.6.5 million midfielders and then one premium up front or you can go for two premiums up front and then you have to really scrimp and save on the midfield. For me, midfielders, yeah, Grealish, potentially still an option, but if I'm going for a City option, it's not going to be Grealish, it's Torres at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he said 0.9. He's playing in a false nine role for City. Uh, he didn't sign in on deadline day. So if I'm going for a City player, it's Torres. I, I don't think that's wrong. Any any other take on that? I agree. I think he's, yeah. you've got, he's, he's looked really good, hasn't he? Let's be honest. He looks great. And he's started all three games. He seems like he's pretty pretty set as, fe- as Pep can Pep be. Pep likes him, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, Pep does like him. So hopefully he's going to stay there for a little bit. Um, in terms of Man United assets, if you're going to go for a midfielder, you're going to go for Greenwood over Pogba, surely? Yeah, again, I mean, really good. And, 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 he's, and he's, he's not been on international duty. Yeah, and also a bit fresher. Pogba's, had that, Pogba's had that incredible game against Leeds and then he's, he's not done that much since. I know it's a bit of a... But that's Pogba for you. He'll do that one game. If you're going to go for a Chelsea asset, again, it's going to be Mount, isn't it? Surely, in a midfield option. Everyone else, you're going to split for 7.5 instead of Havertz is 8.3. I, I think it, it mounts the consistent one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, if we're looking at Jota with those fixtures for Liverpool and with potentially an injury for Firmino, I think Jota again leads Palace, Brentford, City, Watford. Jota again as an option. He's been scoring goals to start the season. Uh, the way I put this down and the way I built this up was relatively simple because you're not going for Madison Barnes, Tielemans, and then we're starting to get down to the 6.5s anyway. In terms of those mid-priced midfielders in that space, it's one or two from Torres, Greenwood, Mount and Jota for me. Unless you boys have had any other thoughts on that one, I want to hear on that. Yeah, no. Well, you've, yeah. (laughs) So in terms of the section, I just think it, it seems to work relatively well. And then the options in terms of your 6.5s, any any standouts to you? Obviously, Rafinha, and you're going to mention someone, aren't you, Tom? Probably that you've picked before everyone else. Um, but anybody anybody that stands out to you, boys, who do you think are the best options in, in that area and section? I want to jump ship off Ben Rama now and get him four nails. Don't say Smith. I spoke to you about these stats last time as well. I, mean, I, well, I, I should have gone I, with it. I should have gone with it as well. I'm and I so trusted, annoyed I didn't. The thing is, I do still trust the eye test. When I, look, I mean, it's one game. Ben Rama's got great point haul over the first two game weeks and then not scored in the third. And I'm panicking, which is classic fantasy football. I don't need to panic. They've got good fixtures and he's going to score for me. But uh, if you were wild carding, I'd probably go for four nails based on the stats. Fair enough. Any uh, mid priced. Players got like anyone catch your eye, even six point three Saka. It, like any 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 obviously not. Uh, I got he's been like six point five, mate. So uh, yeah, not good. Yeah. But Sar at six mil, like Traore at six mil. Traore is the one, isn't it? Because he's, he's if he can put the ball on the back of the net, that's a bargain at six mil. The amount of chances he's getting every game. He would be my he would be my shout if I was wild card, and I'll take a he'd be my Ben Rama pick, my punt. I just. Put him in there. He's six million. He's easy to swap out for somebody at six or six point five if he doesn't doesn't deliver. But he just he's got a 
just the law of averages. He has to start scoring and get an assist soon. What do you think about Ishmael Asar as a pick? He's good, isn't he? Very good player. It's, again, his underlying statistics say that he's a good pick. So um, I trust data more than I trust anything else, to be honest. So uh, if, if his underlying statistics say that he's a threat, then I believe them. And we want to see his um, XG from these boys. So Conor Gallagher at the top, 5.5 million. Um, this is all players, by the way, under 6.5 million. Because I think there's so many choices here. And also, weirdly, this is where you can like really catch an edge without taking mm. a big gamble. Like, well, this is I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've, he's mentioned it, but, you know, I think Tom, yeah. you know, you caught an edge, didn't you, on Ben Rama? And he was at six, wasn't he? So, certainly at 6.5. You do, have to take a, you do have to take a grain of salt with some of these things, because Gallagher's XG is 1.39, both of which his goals probably contributed to. Uh, and mm. so he's probably outside of the two goals only got like a you don't know what the co- what the proportion of that xg is made of those two goals so yeah hip okay, he scored two brilliant goals in that one game but was he much of a threat in the other two or did he just have a very good game so that would be my point whereas i look at someone like traore who's not scored and has an xg of 1.3 oh, seven in the box <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's got he just has to he just has to score soon it's well, just this is um inevitable. This is- this is Wolves' teammate as well. I think it's looked very impressive. Trincao. Yeah, you mentioned him the other day. Trincao's good. Looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Podence has come back as well into the fold, but he can't get the team, can it? 5.5 million. <laughs> I know you've mentioned him. I wouldn't, I actually, as a Leeds fan, would just be, we're, put a word of caution out on Rafinha there, though, because although when he's firing, he'll be brilliant, he's just had a very rough period by not being let to go, uh, you know, to play for Brazil. I think that really impacted him. That was his first call-up. There's no guarantee that he'll actually play against Liverpool. Um, and in that case, you might see a Don James. I'm, I'm sure he probably will play at the, in the end, but I guess my point there is uh, I'm not 100% confident it'll be 100%. You've, you've, you've just, you've just uh, forced taking a question of mine then because a lot of people have Rafinha in at 6.5 because everyone's like it's cheap at 6.5 which it is but like you said Alex we've got all these people actually looking quite dangerous it's been a thought in my head to, I know Leeds' fixtures after Liverpool are good but it's been a thought to try and may, maybe get Rafinha out and get one of these other lads in uh, and this is where you'll probably end up getting your small margins if you get them right mm. um it's it's difficult. I mean, yeah, James Ward-Prowse is priced out six point five. If he was five point five, you know, I, I actually think he's a good pick. He's been he's a good pick every every season. But yeah, like you you're, you're right. Suchek, Delhi's played every minute so far. Relatively nailed, decent xG. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think that's really quite that's quite waived by that penalty he took, isn't it? Let's be honest. I've just seen yeah. that, yeah. But still, is quite a bit. Bergwijn obviously hasn't has played and featured in every game. But four nils, they're all Sar at two hundred two by two hundred seventy minutes. Even someone like Telemans at some point will go catch fire. But Ducore at five point five million, he has been getting forward a hell of a lot more under Rafa as as a backup player at that level. Someone like him maybe even could work out beneath that level. And then you've got Smith Rowe as well at um, 5.4, Rodegaard at 5.5 with their fixtures. Surely Arsenal can't continue being this bad. So, but eventually when they get there, I mean, Smith Rowe, 5.4 million. They're all, they're all decent options. Um, and I wanted to quickly touch on um, the really cheap enablers. So the, the 4.5 million guys, I'll put 4.6 into there for, for uh, YouTube watchers. 
Um, but in terms of um, minutes played for the cheaper guys, so these will all be defensive midfielders anyway For if this eventually loads up for me. Um, but uh, Basuma, Alan, Skip, MacArthur, Romeo. If you look at expected goals, though, or and on, you can look at non pen XG as well, but Moda, he only had 101 minutes, though. MacArthur, Mayor Alan, there's not very sexy picks. The player that I think is going to be a good one is um, Musa Sissoko, who's now moved to Watford. If I was going to go for a 4.5 million player to, to boost the team, I think yeah. I'd go for him. Um, I know he's a bit clumsy, but at the same time, he's a 4.5 million pound midfielder to enable you to get the uh, the better players into the rest of your team because none of them really get my get me going, to be honest. Um, let's move on to strikers. Let's have some let's have some proper fun because. I was, at the beginning of this season, I was a bit, I can't lie, last season in fantasy, a bit meh in terms of the amount of premiums you could have because De Bruyne was out for a long time. Mane was bad. There weren't any real choices. We've signed Ronaldo to Man United and Lukaku to the game at Chelsea. Now there are three genuine options as attackers. If you're looking at these, they do rotate really well between the three of them for the next like 15 game weeks. So going Ronaldo to Lukaku, then to Kane, back to Ronaldo. They do rotate really well if you wanted to. I think there'd be four or four transfers in the next 15 game weeks or something to get between them. But I suppose the other option is, do you want two of them? How do you feel? Do you want two of them? Yeah. Fun. Uh, again, I, I like basing the decision on the strategy rather than I'd love to have all three of them, <laughs> but but I am going for two premiums. And seeing as one is 100% going to be taken on Salah, it'll be one for me, so it'll just be a choice of who's got the best fixtures. Yeah, sure. Um, Ronaldo at 16.2% owned, everyone's panicking about how everyone's going to own him, everyone's going to captain him. Lukaku's still more owned. Uh, Salah will probably be the most captain player in the game. I think playing Le- they're playing Leeds, aren't they? This next game week, we've talked about it a few times. Yeah. So, uh, it, Salah will be the most captain player in the game. Uh, people are talking about Ronaldo a lot, but I, I don't. I don't think it's as scary as everyone makes out, just because the conversation's happening all the time. If you want him, get him. If you can get him for a, I said this on the show on Friday. If you can get him for a four point hit, get him for a four point hit, because I think he's going to be worth it for the next three game weeks. Um, but if you're going to take more than that then don't bother and don't just wildcard to get Ronaldo in. Wildcard because your team's crap. <laughs> wildcard just for Ronaldo. Um, but out of, the, out of those three, it's uh, they've all got a really good fixture next. Palace for um, Kane, but then they've got Chelsea and, I mean, is Arsenal a hard fixture? Not really, no. Uh, Lukaku, um, the flag on him, thigh injury, but Villa at home, what a fixture. Um, but then Spurs and Man City, they're both going to be really tough to get goals in. But then the fixtures go ridiculous, as we've spoken but before already. Mr. Ronaldo, right here with his history in the game, 2-4-4, 2-8-3, 2-0-6 in terms of points. Just madness in that 2-8-3 season. Um, Newcastle, West Ham away is not an easy game. But then Villa at home is, is a good game. So Newcastle at home and Villa at home, very good fixtures. West Ham away, not a good fixture. So, 
for me, I'm I've got two free transfers this week. Ronaldo's coming in for rings, and then Maris is going out for a 4.5 midfielder, probably Sissoko. And just simply because then I'll have money in the bank to be able to make adjustments to my team and it doesn't cost me any points. So if you can do that, like do that. But anyway, out of these three, if you're wild carding right now, who'd be your number one pick? Uh, mine would be Kane, uh, partly because I can't get Ronaldo in, but also to be totally honest as well, you don't know how he's going to play. I know he's the best, one of the best that's ever done it. Of course, he's going to get points this year, no doubt. But it's not just relying on him. It's also relying on service and delivery into him. I don't think Man United have looked that good in that area. You know, they got lucky against Wolves with Greenwood scored a great goal. But apart from that, they weren't really very good. Wolves were the better team in that game. So... The, the service into Ronaldo is kind of important. Well, we, just probably... don't, we just don't play that way. That's the only thing. We'd have to, we'd have to change our style because Wan-Bissaka doesn't overlap at all at the moment. So we'd have to change style to play wider, more crosses, that sort of stuff. It's, there's a style change for United as well as we haven't looked very good. Yeah, and then I guess Lukaku, I don't really like those sec- that second and third fixture. I like going Kane because I can keep him for the next three game weeks and then in game week seven, do a straight swap to Lukaku and actually get value back bring Lukaku in for that good run of fixtures. I've got Kane with two pretty decent fixtures. Like you said, Arsenal's not really that tough a game. So for me, Ronaldo and Kane have two good fixtures and one bad one. Lukaku has two bad ones and one good one. Um, so I'm, I'd probably be edging towards Kane and then Lukaku in, in game week seven. Okay. Scotty? Um, one of them. One. Um, Lukaku. No. Okay. No. Mm. Oh, we're going to go all one different. Mine's Ronaldo, like for the next. No, mine, my, mine's Ronaldo because, um, as much as yes, he's not the player, but I tell you now, he's still one of the best footballers oh, that ever yeah. walk on this planet. And yep. what does Ronaldo do when people question him or if there's hype about him? He bags, and I guarantee if he, if he starts <laughs> against Newcastle, he's scoring. I think and I, I think really hope he does. I think it's just hope for me to be honest, because I really don't want to have to ever bring him in. But if he start, if he could score, if the first game he comes in and he scores a hat trick, I'm sorry, he's coming straight in for me. I don't even care. Respect, uh, I'll, I'll break my respect. Rule. Gone. The respect will be gone, but it's one of the. I, I want to also enjoy Ham, the fan. West Ham away. So, yeah, straight, <laughs> in, straight in, straight in. Yeah, okay. throw my principles out the window. No, but um, it, it would be Kane to Lukaku, but I, I'll see why you go for it. I reckon he'll start as well against Newcastle. The fact that he's been back training. He's, yeah, training, he's training today. today. I think he'll start. Ollie said, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie said he's not in shape. He said he doesn't keep himself in good condition. <laughs> so, yeah, he won't start. But the thing is, I think Ollie will be a bit scared not to start him. Everyone will want him playing. Ronaldo will want to be playing. He's not been. In, he's only played one game for Portugal. It's Newcastle at home. I think he's starting, isn't he? Uh, Who did they play at the top last game? Martial scored against. Scored midweek actually, didn't he? Uh, but he's just, um, he's, just I, terrible, he's, he's coming in for Martial, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course he is. And uh, Sancho's got a bit of a knock, so Greenwood will play on the right, Pog will play on the left, and it'll be... Um, I really oh, hope he's awful. Come on, CR7. Can I, just, can I just mention Jamie Vardy? Yeah, I was wanting to mention him, because he's looked really good, I he, think. I think he's looked really good. He's been the only yeah. shining light, I think, for this really poor Leicester start to the season. And then City fixtures tougher than Brighton, Burnley, and Palace, three after United, and Brentford, Arsenal, Leeds. What, what do you think, Sky? I like him. Like I said, like just on the eye test alone, I think I think he's looked really good. Um, I think he's linked up really well with Ricardo Pereira, the other shining light in this team. Um, unfortunately for Pereira, he got an injury straight after assisting Vardy the other day. 
Um, but Vardy looks like I was worried. I thought, oh, Vardy's on a bit of a decline. He, he looks like a bit of a new player again, and uh, the fact that he's not he's not Fanchin Saka and uh, sorry Daka mm-hmm. or Ian Nacho, so he's obviously the main man again for Brendan. He's looking good. It's just yeah, I, he's going to go under play. the radar so mm. much with these wildcard teams. I think yeah. Just you know, don't be wrong. I'm obviously having Ronaldo over him, and I think that's what everyone thinks. But it's, it's a shame because I think with the structure of any wild card team, you do there's no space for him. No, what's what he just one's... feels he feels just slightly too expensive for yeah. But it's strange because he's got the most points on there. But he feels too expensive. He does for what he, for what he delivers. He shouldn't well, do that. What about the what about what about the boy being alone? Look at them fixtures. Like Aubameyang's, mm. uh, they just he, he should be an option, but he's not in it. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy that he's not an option. Yeah. Uh, Firmino obviously injured. Werner's not an option for many reasons. Uh, Jesus, what is going on there? I mean, he, he eight point six. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see some people put him in in their uh, in their yeah. wildcard teams. He's been transferred in a lot this week. He's gone up in price. But, yeah, anyway, but it's I, just I having a forward play in the wing. It's just weird, isn't it? Uh, Laka's not an option, obviously, at the moment, even though fixtures look amazing. Uh, Cavani, Calvert-Lewin with his broken toe, a muscle injury as well. He, they've got good fixtures, Burnley, Villa, then Norwich. Um, he's he's an obvious option. Um, Danny Ings no longer one. Patrick Bamford's an option. Antonio. I think out of these guys, if you went for the mid-price lot, it's DCL, Antonio, Bamford, and then... You've kind of got to throw him in as in there because of his fixtures and also the numbers, as in like what he's been looking at. Do any of these would you like Callum Wilson? Any of these other guys here take you take your fancy? Any Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. I I I don't what Newcastle's fixtures, but Callum Wilson is just constantly defying logic. You know, he always always time in it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Every, I think he of their expected goals, he's involved in 73% this season. Newcastle expect to go. I mean, I don't know. Are you going to go to budget strikers in a second? I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I've got I've gonna, got another one that I like, but it's... I'll, I'll flick to budget strikers now because it's going to be one or two of those mid-price ones, depending on how much you want to spend in midfield, isn't it? And then up top, obviously, you know, Mopé's done well at the start of the season. It's got to be said. Chris Wood chips in as a standard, but he's a bit too expensive, I think, for me. So Maximan is very exciting. Ivan Tony, um, Edwards then... one to watch at uh, Palace. He's one to watch. I said, I said one to watch. Yeah. I said one to watch. I, I know Palace I, are not very good, but honestly, I, I rate Eduardo as a player. Like I think he'll I've, be. I think if he's, you, he's going to be great wherever you, he plays. If you look at what he's done in the last nine, ten months there in Scotland, mate. That's because his head's been gone. I think. I think now he's in the Premier League. You're, you're getting back. I know, and, and, and let's be honest, the majority of their games, and this isn't me just taking them mate, The majority of the games they play in that league is League One standard. Right now, you put me off again. Um, I want Watford, Watford strikers. So uh, <laughs> they've got rid of a few of them now, finally. Um, God. But Emmanuel Dennis is yes. the player that scored 60, 60 scored, he scored a goal, got an assist, but 65 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. Look at that ICT rating, though 18th of 600 players in the whole of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you At go 5.2 in- million. <laughs> That's I mean, ridiculous. we can we can talk about loads of like your, your Tonys, your Mopes, whatever. Like, if you're going to go for a budget enabler, enabling striker, it's Dennis, isn't it? There's there's no there's yeah. there's, there's no other yes. option. <laughs> it, 
So there he is. He, 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 if we're going to go for that structure, bringing it together, boys. Want to get some? Want to get some? Some final, final decisions on this one before we before we wrap up. Um, so Sanchez and Batman goalkeepers. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, Trent. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with. Would you go with Livermento, Williams, and Duffy? Or would you go with two of them? Well, yeah, I'd go, I'd go for, for yeah. I'd be happy with three and them freeing up the value elsewhere. I would yeah. as well. I think I, I agree with that. Livermento and Duffy, the other defender that's going to play every week for us. That's what we've got to decide on. Because we spent a while debating that one. Um, would we go for that Chelsea player? Do you want a Semedo, a Dina, a Tierney, a Shaw? Who would you? Who's your one pick to go into that position? I mean, you could even get a Ruben Diaz if you wanted to. But you are kind of a bit of bit of budget there as well. But who would you who would you pick? That other player that's going to play every week in defence. One choice. I uh, if you can afford it, Alonso. Okay. Um, and then potentially you'd swap him to James later down the line if he gets a bit cheaper. Uh, Scott. Uh, Eric Dyer. Yeah. Not bad shout. Eric Dyer's gonna play every week, is he? Uh, yeah, could do. Um, I, I personally, I, I'd probably go for Christensen because I think I want a Chelsea defender in there. Um, and I've got, uh, you know, like the, the cop out, I think. Yeah, also, I, don't mind, I don't mind Semedo either. Yeah, Semedo's all right as an option as well. Midfielders. So if we're playing, I want one choice is a five and one choice is a four. Okay, so the five players in midfield, we're all going for Salah as the premium. Mm-hmm. So if we're playing five in midfield, which two from Greenwood, Torres, Mount and Jota would you pick? Which two? Greenwood, Torres. Torres. So Torres in. Mount, Jota, Greenwood. Probably Jota for me. It's just, yeah, Firmino being injured. I, um, it's definitely Jota for me. Yeah, it's between, it's between Torres and Greenwood. I think that's a tough, toughy to go with uh, in terms of that. And then cheapos. Uh, so Rafinha, Benrahma, Saar, Thornells, Traore. We kind of narrowed it down to those boys. Two of those guys. I like the gamble on Traore. Same. Okay. I agree. I agree. So Traore and then one other. I think Rafinha personally. That's why I go Yeah, for. Rafinha, Fornells, flip. I'll bat Rafinha. I'll bat Rafinha to oh, Scott, get so, yeah, Scott, get so say, angry. Oh, he wants to say Fornells so badly, uh, Scott. I'm getting Fornells in my fantasy now. I'm, looking at I'm getting Ben Rammer out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Fornells. Four nails. So actually between us, um, and then Sissoko is the 4.5 for me is, is pretty much a no-brainer. So if we if we did a four in midfield and bench Sissoko, we'd go between Torres and Jota, we'd go Salah, Jota, Traore and four nails as a four between us. Interesting. Um, uh, no, I said Rafinha in the end. You said Rafinha in the end. Oh, yeah. fine. So we go uh, Traore, Rafinha, Jota and Salah. So Torres will be the one that misses out probably. I'm, all, I'm always going to I'm gonna, always gonna lean on the side of Leeds when it comes down to it. I'm, but I don't mind four nails with a pick, though. Um, I think striker-wise, between us, we've gone for Ronaldo as the main premium. If we're going to second choice, if we were going to go for it, for me, would be Lukaku. Same. Second choice. So Lukaku, if we did go for it, would be a second choice. But I think with the structure we're looking at, probably it'd be one. Um, Dennis is the cheap option if we go for that. Yeah. Which which is the main choice? DCL, Antonio, Bamford, and Wilson. 
main number one, number one choice. Ranking one to four, we don't need to. The number one, two, the one, number one point score in fantasy football. It's Antonio for me again, yeah. I think that's number one choice. Yeah, he's and, good, hasn't he? Yeah, I know, what a guy. Second choice between DCL, Bamford and Wilson. Because of their injuries, because of the risk there, I'd say I would actually genuinely pick Bamford. I think after the Liverpool game, they do get really good fixtures leads. So you get Pain- through that you get through that first game against Liverpool and then they've got good fixtures. Painfully, I agree. As much as I think I'd want to say DCL, I yeah. really want to, but I'd go Bamford because of his injury. Scott? Oh, it doesn't matter, is it? I'm already out, uh, outvoted there. Would you go DCL? <laughs> would you go DCL? Yeah, then? yeah. Yeah, even though he's, he's dead, even though he's dead to me after last year. But I was going to say, even after that triple captain last year, you're still picking him. Oh, yeah. so close. Too easy to forgive you, right? I you really know. are. Uh, but right, boys, we've uh, we've had a nice, have a, a nice chat. I think we've gotten done to an hour there. So uh, oh, wow. we've, uh, I know we've uh, we've we've uh, definitely uh, definitely talked that all through. But we've come up with what our our uh, general pick would be in terms of wildcard draft, and I hope we've given uh, viewers and listeners a few options in terms of. Um, yeah, who they can go for moving forward um, and who they're looking for if they are looking to pick a wildcard team. But also, I think everyone we've talked about there is good options moving forward anyway, short term in terms of fixtures. So even if you are looking to get those guys, just transfers in, general transfers in, I think that's absolutely fine to, to use those guys. Uh, quickly, deadline, 11am on a sat- on Saturday. Get your team submitted before then. Um, and uh, thank you very much for watching and for listening. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Bye for now.